Hello and welcome to another edition of Childhood Remastered. This is the podcast where we look back at the cartoons and shows and movies and whatever of our youth and see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which is far too often the case. I'm Sean. And Chris. And today we have another special guest in studio, such uh, as it is. Comet all the way down. Not that special. <laughs> very special. We're talking short school bus special yeah, right here. Very, very short school bus. Uh, Red helmet. <laughs> well, Chris, do you want to introduce him? I think he, let's let him introduce himself. Uh, I'm Chris James, uh, and uh, I was a childhood friend of uh, Chris from the show. And so, uh, get it, childhood remastered, and now the childhood friend has come and joined this commentary. So I'm happy to be here, guys. Thank you very much. No, no problem. This is super easy for me because I don't have to learn a new name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can just say yeah. a name and hope that it sticks. Yeah, All so, right. So, well. The reason that Chris is here today is because today we're going to be talking about a show that is very special to all three of us, and that show is Batman the Animated Series. So, Batman the Animated wait, wait, Series. Wait, wait, hold on. Before we get oh. started. Oh, yeah. Actually, before we before oh, you get started. we have something. So, special. do you guys remember how I surprised Sean with on Ghostbusters with some Crystal Head vodka <laughs> and Ecto Cooler? And then, by the, so, the Ecto- coolest drink on the show so far. I have some out in the car if you want. Or <laughs> I definitely the, want some. In the garage if you want some. So, I was like, Ecto- oh, my God. I wish I was there for that. So, I have something for us. Um, Ecto, what, what do we call those? Ecto screwdrivers? I think so. I made something. That, it is smoking, whatever it is. Did you make, what did you make, like poison ivies? No. What are they called? Batman shots. Oh. Oh. I have never yeah. heard We're going to get girl drink drunk today, you guys. I'm fine with so, you. So, for my, for my birthday that was a couple months ago, you know what, uh, you know what my beautiful, uh, uh, fiance got me. I do drink. know because I was there when you, you drank were it. There. It was great. What, I, I, uh, she I got me a blowjob shot, and I had oh. to take it with my mouth. I thought you could have stopped at blowjob. That would have been good enough. Yeah, that would have been that would have been fine. But but I was but she in a took pub- it all the way further. I was in a public I was in a public place, so I couldn't actually. That would have been bad. So what is in a Batman shot? So what's in a Batman shot is some Kahlua, okay. some spiced rum, some vanilla vodka, and root beer. Oh, this is not a shot Batman would take. <laughs> well, uh, it is a shot called the Batman. Normally, you drop the Kahlua or the Bailey's in at the very end. Why? Um, now, why is it called the Batman? Uh, I don't know because uh, it kicks you in the ass like a bat in the night. I don't know, but um, I figured that dropping in. I think the drunkest my wife has ever gotten is on these. Really? Yeah, uh, you we know, were in a, in a bar that was across the street from our old condo, and uh, the huddle. Yeah, uh. yeah, and she got. It was a like a wife's night out. Her and a couple other wives with us, and the plan was for all of us to have a few drinks and enjoy our night together. But instead, they got like sloppy drunk walking through the drive-through at Del Taco at one o'clock in the morning. Drunk as you do. So this is what we're drinking today, you guys. Oh my god! If if, it, if you don't end up at Del Taco, so after. are we chugging this or sipping it? Do whatever feels natural. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try it. Oh my god! Hold just to just no. To, they just, smell. It's good. No, wait. Hold on. It smells like. Let me describe it to you. It smells like root beer. It smells, it smells a little bit like root beer, and a little bit like 
Cough syrup. Uh, mm, mm. Get the get the, the, the aroma, the bouquet. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what we're drinking today, and I thought it would be fitting. Uh, well, um, it is once very we fitting. once we finish drinking that, though, we've got some Stone Ripper Pale Ale. I like the yeah. demon on it. This holding cops. Yeah. Have you have you never had Stone? <laughs> no. I've never yeah, that's had their it. mascot. It's the demon. Oh, Chris great. is Chris is from Canada. I so am. Stone Brewing is down in San Diego. Uh, <laughs> while you guys are out here in. California, you should go down there. Let me ask you, since we're taking time in the beginning here, hmm. um, since I figure that the first three episodes, we actually can blow through them because one of them's a two-parter. Yeah. That's true. So we've got a little bit of time. Okay. So um, seeing as how you're from Canada, yeah. how do you feel about my favorite Canadian movie, Strange Brew? Strange Brew. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, no. Doug and Bob McKenzie? I've, I've, I've definitely heard Doug and Bob. They're, they're very famous in Canada, especially around the holidays. Yeah. Every station, hey, no, take matter, off. no matter what, will always do the uh, the twelve days of Christmas with Bob and Doug. Yeah, and uh, and do that. Uh, but yeah, That's as far right. I've, uh, you know what? Funnily enough, and I, I blame this entirely on my Canadian fiance. Have not seen that movie. Well, Strange Brew is great. I want to say it came out in like the. I know it came out in like the mid '80s somewhere. Or maybe it was it was a skit from SCTV, mm. Second City, uh, yeah. starring Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis as the titular Doug and Bob McKenzie. Um, but funnily enough, I never actually uh, heard of C, uh, CTV, uh, SCTV. SCTV. Uh, I can't even say it um, until I moved to Canada. That's a and, shame. I know, and I'm like, I heard a kiss of the hall, obviously, because they were <clears throat> they, that was playing on Comedy Central all the time. But I never actually heard of that. And then, and yeah, some greats started on there. It was there? It was their SNL. It was John Candy. Yeah, John Candy started on there. Rick Moranis. Uh, a lot of people started on there. What's her name? Uh, Home Alone, and I and her name is escaping me because I'm terrible. Uh, yeah, the red the mom. <laughs> yeah, the mom from Home Alone. God, I can't remember her name, and that's gonna that's gonna kill me. I'm like, that's okay. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. There it is. Sorry, I just wanted you to squirm a little bit. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara. I, I remember her more from uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice as well. Yeah, yeah and also um, she's uh, one of the voices in Nightmare Before Christmas. And she's. One of the kids. And so. Eugene Levy also started that show. And her and Eugene Levy are actually on a show in Canada now called Shit's Creek. And it's spelt uh, cheekily. And, uh, and and it's not that good. <laughs> but, but but it's good to see them have work and be together. Yeah, so I would, I would recommend uh, that movie is, is great. It's very it's very much a certain type of humor. So it's, out, I, I, it's, it's really out there. It also has um, it also has Max von Sydow in it. He's the bad guy, okay. which is oh. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it has some really bad graphics. And uh, Brian Doyle Murphy's in it as a voice of their dad. Bad graphics are almost better than good graphics. Like, if a movie holds up, that's wonderful. But, like, it's even more fun to go back and watch those bad graphics just fail. Yeah. My, yeah, fa- my, favorite, so <laughs> my favorite sketch from, from the two of them when they did... Uh, it, the show was called The Great White North that they did on SCTV. And their theme song was... Yeah, <laughs> which was a parody, and I didn't know this either. Which was a parody from a, a very famous Canadian, like, uh, yeah, very famous Canadian, uh, uh, like, uh, what are they called? Like, kind of like a, a PSAs, but not really. But like, like, like the more you know, yeah, more so you know. That makes sense because yeah. because uh, the way I remember it is the only reason that they did that sketch yeah. was because SCTV to get broadcast in Canada, they had to have some Canada centric mm-hmm. sh- part of it. Absolutely. So that was, they were like, okay, we'll just do a couple of drunk brothers who just talk about beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and one of my favorite sketches from that was when they were explaining how to get a mouse into their bottle of beer so you can get a free case of beer from the Molson factory. Yeah. 
<laughs> so they were like, Joe, you just take it out there and you put the beer in. Because Molson's the... so expensive. Exactly. Right? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> well, in Canada, everything everything alcohol related is expensive because we tax the crap out of it. Well, so maybe it wasn't in 1986 or whenever it came I, out. I, well, like, I don't know how much these cost you uh, here. That six pack was about 10 bucks. Yeah, that six pack would have been 26 bucks. Oh, Jesus. In Canada. Man, so, how does anybody yeah. get drunk? You just drink. Uh, we don't care. <laughs> We're like, there is no price we won't pay. Give me beer. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's start talking about Batman. Yes. So, Batman the Animated Series is a show that all three of us kind of grew up on. All three of us love. Now, Chris, would you say that this is your favorite childhood show? <sighs> oh God, that is a hard one. I would. I don't know. I'm gonna waffle here for a second and just say <laughs> I don't Potter. know. Yeah, I'm going to waffle cofter <laughs> just for a second because I don't I don't think I can say I have a 100% favorite. I would say this in it's like it's like having a favorite kid. It's in my top 5. Yeah. Well, I'll you only have one kid, so it's easy. Yeah, yeah. I can say I got one favorite kid. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. And the other the other one's a lazy ass. Uh, yeah. no. uh, <laughs> Get out of my balls. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't even remember. Uh, no, I it, for sure in my top 5. Um, for sure, my top five. This is an, Amer- an American animated TV series based on a DC comic superhero, Batman. If you don't know who Batman is, he's a read book. a comic book. Uh, wake read up a because newspaper. Yeah. Like, he's in the newspapers. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> read a movie. I mean, Batman's been around. Batman's been around since forever. So yeah. um, since 1939. Yeah. 39. Yeah. Yep. Fun That's, fact: um, He was uh, he like that first comic book, uh, it, like. He was a total play like he is kind of playboy in the movies, but like Bruce Wayne is now like very serious, like is a good businessman sort of thing. He'd be a really good lead singer in an emo band. Uh, yeah, kinda. But back then he was just like he he was not very much uh, like the shadow, like Lamont Cranston from The Shadow. Uh, very much just described as a man about town. Didn't really have a job. Didn't really have like. It didn't really have. I'm a just title. a rich guy. I just happen to around. have a bunch of money and crime finance my hobby. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. So th- this this show though was developed by Bruce Tim and Eric Radomski. Um, it's produced by Warner Brothers Animation. And originally, we're going to get into this a little later. But Chris and I were discussing because this came out on Fox Kids mm. in September on September fifth, nineteen ninety two, and it ran, uh, which this show is now twenty five years old. Yeah, and oh, it ran until so September fifteenth of ninety five. For 85 episodes. Um, there was interest. What's kind of interesting is it did end up getting picked up three years later and ended up on the WB as like a partner show. Um, like it was like the Batman Superman adventures. Yeah. Just like, just like in the 60s and 70s when they had the, the, the Shazam something or the, well, the, the animation style completely changed. Uh, the Shazam the, Super Friends. The year, year I just watched, so, I just watched them yesterday. The animation changed and everything. Oh yeah. Is that the one where it's like him and Tim Drake? Like the young Robin? Uh, well, no, no, the, not yet. What you're referring to is the Red Sky era, which is where, if you look in the background, uh-huh. it's it, like the, the yeah. sky is, 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 and that's how they changed the bat symbol to be very, uh, like, and very um, much particular yeah. was the Joker's animation. Yeah. yeah Huge so he, for me. I don't like it at all. No one does. But, no but does. you know what though? It's all the same voice acting. The animation's still smooth. Like, Story, I, I'll give it a stories pass. Are still, stories, stories are, are still good. Fantastic. So, like, I give it a pass. And, uh, um, uh, oh god, I just lost my thought. So, continue talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, th- this was the first in the continuity of the shared DC universe, um, and there were several other animated series that came out as a result. Like we, we were talking about, the Superman sh- uh, animated series. 
Yeah, and a few other things. Justice League one. Justice League. And there was a couple of movies, too, actually, as a result, too. Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, uh, which came out in 93, and the Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, which came I, out in 98. I uh, can't believe that the Mask of the Phantasm was from 1993. Right? I feel Especially old. how good it is. Yeah. Uh, but that, what, what's really interesting about the like what you described, like how, how we, had, we had it on Fox, uh, a Fox for a while, and then like three years later... Uh, it comes back and it comes back strong and, and that's why in our heads it feels like that series has been on for eons but it's only four series four seasons yeah exactly so, like, that's what happened it, it was 85 episodes gone for three years got picked up again for a 24 uh, episode run then it was gone and they've done some redos and stuff but um, but well, there was always a Conroy Batman around like it, like, yeah. like kicking around somewhere there was well, he, some Conroy until like is. the mid 2000s and then somebody else I think was him for the animated but he was still doing all the games and he did, the he, movies and stuff uh, Troy Baker actually uh no, and Troy Baker picked up Joker, but there was another guy uh, who did who who did uh, uh, who did his voice for one of the video games, uh, I believe, uh, one of the Arkham games. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. The, the, the forgotten Batman Arkham uh, Arkham Origins. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but all that it's all Conroy and Hamill. He's the longest serving Batman. He's been Actually, a Batman yeah. for like twenty five years, and his voice is fantastic. Uh, I love him as Batman. So, um, Sean, why don't you tell us uh, about who created this show? Um, oh, so we got um, Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim, uh, he is he's the he's the guy that's credited with the art style, uh, and he's done like we were saying a lot of different shows like the uh, Superman animated series, uh, Justice League. He created a very stylized version, which I think is one of the reasons. I was actually thinking about this today. It's one of the reasons why you can go back and look at a 25-year-old cartoon and look at it, and it still looks good because it is a stylized... It's, it's not like a very... It's not It's not very much like a uh, an era piece. It's something that... It, it was set in the past. It was set in like the 30s or 40s or 50s or sort of a, a generic past. Yeah. And all the characters... They didn't look like they, 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 it was just the way that it was stylized made it look sort of eternal. So what what he did, Bruce Tim did, was he had he was, he was a really big fan of uh, the old 1920s Superman cartoons, like the yeah. ones you would see in the uh, mm-hmm. in theaters. So what he did was he took that style instead of using white paper to uh, to uh, animate on, he would use black paper. And he would and he would add brights to that, and that yeah. gave it that noir sense, that 1940s 50s feel, uh, and 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 to give a bat uh, a good Batman story, that's really all you need. You need dark a dark setting, a noir setting, and a good detective story. You don't need big explosions, and let's face it, there are big explosions in this, but like like. It's not a big deal. Uh, you you just need that sort of storytelling, that sort of mystery, and 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 a, a good villain, and you're done. And that's all well, he really did. Part of that was this, they emu- was them emulating the Tim Burton films mm-hmm. with this kind of like otherworldly timeless, where they were doing things like black and white title cards. Uh, there was airships, even though there was no like airships. Like yeah, yeah, that was like a big thing. Tim actually stated that he found it to fit the show's style and this like kind of vintage color scheme with this, as you mentioned, film noir it's uh, sort of flourishes. Like, it's sort of like, um, now that you mentioned I didn't really think about that. It is sort of like the movies because if you look at the two Tim Burton movies, yeah. that they had that sort of, it, it looked like it was old. Oh. It looked like it was old, but <laughs> it, was, uh, it was like, it was like sort of futuristic. It was future Ooh. retro. What it was is it was sort a, of like, sort of like uh, what you call it. Um, a rocketeer. 
Well, like the Rocketeer. You know or what? I was thinking like like Fallout, where it's sort of like future. But well, what? It, it, I, see, I always thought of big. No, no, guys, no one invented the transistor in this timeline either. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys know? Do you guys remember the show Big O? Yes. Yes. Anime? Okay. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that what it is is it's Art Deco. Yeah. Yes. It's Art an Deco. anime. So that's and, what I couldn't. And think here's of the, the thing, yeah. though, is it's not Tim who did that. It was actually Radomski. Because Radomski, um, because they were together, but but Radomski was actually the one um, who designed like all the backgrounds. Mm. So Tim's office, uh, he's usually like kind of given the. Yeah, I gave Tim credit, um, but I really yeah I didn't. Well, give Tim him was a, Tim. Tim did the character designs. Yes. and Radomski yeah. did the backgrounds. In particular, he redesigned several characters. We're gonna do, we're gonna talk about some of the characters, the voice acting, all that. We're gonna mm. get there, but but he he Tim is very much part of the reanimation style of some of these characters some of which ended up getting carried over further into the comics Radomski is really the one who is credited with this style of the show so the feel mm. the kind of emotion you get from the scenery that was Radomski for sure the t- and, and I mean the two of them worked together it was perfect but but it was actually quite they turned they coined the term actually dark deco mm. um it, so it when when you say Art Deco, a good way to think of Art Deco is in the movie Ghostbusters, the building that they're in. That's exactly what I was thinking. The building in Ghostbusters yeah. is actually Art Deco. Like that that's that nineteen thirties. Well, it's not really uh, Gothic well, is is like thirties Gothic. Yeah, like, yeah. Thirties so, is Art Deco. Yeah. So imagine imagine like the Chrysler Building. Yeah, actually, uh, d- uh, yes, office, Chrysler Building is a perfect way to think about it. My office at home uh, is actually decorated in a lot of Art Deco. Like yeah, a lot it's of like kind of list. Uh, yeah, minimalist drawings, like shapes more than vintage minimalist. Yeah, yeah. no, no um, real faces. Like if you see Batman, a lot of the times, uh, his his face is a slit. And two eyes. That yeah. is it. So and tell me. <laughs> so tell me some more about about the about this though, Sean, because it's kind of interesting. Tell um, me too, Sean, because I'm, <laughs> <gonna learn. laughs> I'm, I'm so. So um, Bruce Tim he uh, he did a lot of the he did a lot of the writing too and directing on on some of these things. His hands are all over. Yeah, him. he like he's very much he's very much like an auteur, you know, not like a not like a sort of. Um, like uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Yes. So he he's very much an auteur where he's the director and sort and partially the writer mm-hmm. and the whole show sort of takes on the aura of Bruce Tim mm. and you can see that he's credited as a writer in a lot of it. He's credited as a producer. He's credited as a there director. Are, there are many DC movies, as animated movies especially, and you could tell when Bruce Tim has a hand in it and when he does not. And that's and they're they're completely separated, and or 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 if someone had at least delved into the the Timverse as they call it. Yeah, yeah. I mean he did <laughs> yeah. he did pretty much all the characters right except for Mister Freeze and the Riddler. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, oh, I think Man Bat and the Mad Hatter. Those are designed by uh, Mike Magnola and Kevin Nolan. But Clayface like, him too. Clayface is him too. Oh wow! I yeah, yeah, he did everything. So yeah, and he and his all of his influences were classical like. Uh, comic book artists, yeah, um, you know, and Jeff- like that 50s, 60s, like minimalist, like kind of, kind of angular style with the Art Deco, right? And then that, that's what that's what makes that's what makes sense, and that's what it's part of the reason why I think that's part of the reason why this is usually well, the story wise is too, but is usually regarded as one of the best Batman incarnations. I I cannot tell. I mean, we're going to discuss the show more, but I I don't even care. This is for me the quintessential Batman. If you want to introduce... Forget the movies. Forget yeah. anything. This is the most perfect recreation of Batman 
Ever. If you find someone out there who doesn't know who Batman is, this is what you should Smack them first. But yeah, smack them first. Be like, where have you been? And then you sit them down in the comfiest couch possible and you show them this. this. this oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, Chris. Yes. Other Chris. James. Guest James. Guest James. Guest Chris James. Like Rick James. <laughs> Rick, Rick James. Chris, Chris James, Chris. bitch. So, what is your first memory of this show? Okay, so my first memory of this show is so funny. I was in... Uh, New Jersey visiting family because my mom, as you know, is from Jersey and has a harsh Jersey accent. But but see, we were visiting, uh, and I remember uh, this had just been right after Batman Returns comes out, came out, and I was in love with that movie. I was obsessed with it. I'm so I, sorry. I, no, Batman Returns was great. That was still good. That was the that yeah. Was, yeah. It was I not mean, forever, and it was certainly no Batman and Robin. This is before uh, no, no Batman no all over it. Yeah, no no copies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly, or Bat Nipples. Or the, <laughs> no, or the, the Bat American Express card. Or yeah, the bat, oh, cr- bat credit card! To coin the nostalgia yeah. critic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, but, it, it, so I was obsessed with that movie, and then I, I was in my hotel room, and I was watching Fox, and all of a sudden, there was a commercial, and it was this dark, and then just lightning strikes, and then boom, Batman's just standing there on the rooftop, and that's it. And, and you get and that, and you get that, you get that. Exactly, and then and then that was it. And I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> and that's my that was my first. Uh, now, were you a, were you a regular watcher? Like you you knew exactly what time oh, it was yeah. on, and you plopped plopped yourself in front of the TV. And, like I would honestly, when I come home from school, my grandpa would pick me up, and I, he would take me home, and he'd say, "Go do your homework," and I would come up with an excuse every single day why I didn't have homework. Because I wanted to watch Batman. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm in. No, Power Rangers. And then right after Power Rangers was Batman. And I'm going to watch Batman. And I got to come up with a, an excuse because it's going to make me do homework otherwise. And so I'd come up with things like, oh, the teacher said that, uh, you know. I had to a- do a report on Batman. <laughs> so I, 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 have a cre- I have a question, Chris. Um, when Obviously, you watched this a lot when you were a kid. And obviously, you enjoyed it. Um, when uh, Before you watched some episodes for this show, when was the last time you watched Batman? Before this, um, I would, that would probably be a year ago. No, less than a year ago. I okay. still go back to it and watch so it. So you've watched it pretty much regularly since it came out. Whenever I get I get a Batman itch and I'm like, I can't. I, no, I that's to, cream for that now. I, <laughs> yeah, a bat cream. <laughs> no, it's actually a spray. Yeah, it's a, it's right next to his carousel reversing spray. It also repels sharks. I don't it does know repel know sharks. It repels sharks. Oh, Adam West. Anyway, um, no, I, I I have that itch. Uh, I got I got to hear Hamill's voice. I got to hear Kevin Conroy, and I got I got to see a good noir story. And there it is. And that all three. <laughs> you know, I before before this morning when I rewatched all of them, um, not all of them, the ones we were watching. Like I power watched. Right? Yeah, I probably <laughs> hadn't seen this in over a decade. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we've discussed it a couple times, like on all of our recordings. Yeah. I mean, and you remembered it fondly. Um, I remember everything. I've I've got a stupid memory where I remember all the silly stuff, but then I forget like important stuff, like, like the main plot. Well, no, no. I, like, oh, okay. I remember. I remember. If it's cartoons, I remember it. But if it's stuff like oh, girlfriend's birthday, I'm like oh, sh- uh, um, I think I know. But I'm gonna check Facebook really quick to make sure. Okay, yeah, no, I was right. Empty the dishwasher. Oh, sh- did yeah, I do yeah. it? Oh, I'll just all, run it again. That's yeah. why all my anniversaries are always on holidays. Oh, my anniversaries are always, <laughs> or right around holidays. They're always Batman related. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what you have to do is get married on Flag Day. Oh, uh, now I know. June 12th. No, I'm getting married. I'm getting, I'm getting married for you know on September 10th, which is like I just missed a very tragic holiday. So yes, but I'll always smart. remember it. You yeah. al- you almost got married on Mexican Independence Day. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, that's true. 
Almost. Yeah, I, almost. I wouldn't have remembered that. Is it September 14th? Uh, something like, it's somewhere in there. Yeah, uh, We have gone way off um, Batman. Yes. Well, so for me, I... I very distinctly remember watching Batman as a kid. I was also one of those kids who would come home as like, I know Batman's going to be on at 4.30, and I know exactly uh, when like the new episodes were, and I knew that today was a rerun, but I didn't care. I didn't care. Um, but if it was not a rerun, you get the fuck out of the way because mm. I'm watching Batman. Batman's happening. Uh, Batman is happening, and I, I love this show. My brother used to watch this show. My sister liked the show. Like, I can't... Everybody in the house would watch Batman. My parents were cool with Batman. They'd watch it too. Um, they got they were down with the BM. Down with the BM. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bow movement. Uh, <laughs> so so I would watch. I would. Can you do that again? <laughs> Bow movement. Movement. <laughs> That's when you're really proud of your deuce. Yeah. That's <laughs> honey, honey, come here. It's got to be 15 current. It's, it's out of the water. You got to see it. Well, I have to tell you, with a three-year-old, that's a regular occurrence here. Uh, Daddy, so. Daddy, Daddy, it's poking me in the butt. Oh, okay. no, she says she she's uh, let loose a big brown snake. So, oh, uh, Which is hilarious. But, oh, my God. We are way I, off Batman. Yeah. So, so, so I used to watch a lot of Batman. I had not watched the show really actually since... So when we started, when Sean and I started the recording process for the podcast, which was a while uh, ago now, I'd say I actually I think it was July of last year. July of 2016 is when I think we recorded yeah, our you first guys, episode. You guys had leaked your episode list, and I was like, I gotta be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, Chris, Chris messaged me right away. Uh, but but when we started doing that, we started watching all of these other shows, and I was like, man, what shows can we do? It's like, oh, Batman, that sounds cool. Oh, I haven't watched Batman in a while. Wow, when was the last time I watched it? I don't know. I'll put it on. I'll let my kid watch it. She lost her mind. Uh, and so I've actually, I've watched all of these episodes and I watched them in the last, I'd say within the last six months or so. And, and then I rewatched these just for this as well as some on demand from the three year old. And I so. can confirm this because when I met Eleanor today, uh, she was running around in her Batman dungaroos. So, so yeah. she's a did you, guys have, did you guys have superhero uh, pajamas when uh, you were a kid? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Complete I, with Velcro cape. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> and the Superman one with the Velcro cape uh, and the footies. Absolutely. My, my brother has a cape that's reversible. Superman one side, Batman on the that's other. Sacrilege. That's sacrilegious. Yeah, I was just going to say. No, no it was it. it was like homemade and it was awesome. That's was, composite man and he's a villain. <laughs> so, for, so for me, when I, was, when I was younger, my mom owned a preschool and I would come home or I would come, I would walk to that every... Uh, I would walk to that every uh, day after school and I would turn on there. She had a TV in the back room and I would turn on reruns of the old Adam West 1960s Batman. Got that it. was when I was like 10. On FX. Okay. Yeah. And I used to watch that too. On, yeah. And it was, it, it was it, on it, FX. No, 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 no. This, was, that. Like, this okay. was like on channel 11 or something. Channel yeah, nine. Like public on, access. Yeah. And it was, it was a black and white TV that I was watching it on. It was like a little black and white yeah. eight inch TV. Okay. Yeah. And I, I used yeah. to watch I, on one And I would watch that and I'd be, you know, tune in next time. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Yeah. Oh, chum. Anyway. So he? No, no, no. Will Batman escape the Riddler's danger? Deadly <laughs> trap? Will Robin get there in time? Will, will Will Alfred heat up the food when he gets? <laughs> no, no. So they would. I would watch that, and then the. I remember when the the Batman show debuted, the cartoon debuted. And I was like, oh, I, I was already like super into right. Batman. I'm in. Yeah, I was yeah. like animated. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I think one of the most iconic things about this is actually, because uh, we were talking about the music from Adam West, the music from this show is super yeah. iconic. And that's actually based off of uh, music from Danny Elfman's Batman music from the uh, first two Batman movies. Yeah, Danny Elfman. Um, Oingo Boingo. If you've never heard of Oingo Boingo, go I, download all their albums. I, yeah, he was a lead singer for like 20, 30 years or something. For yeah, they were, they were a new wave band in the 80s. And 74 they, to, to 95. Yeah. Oingo, Oingo Boingo. Like, first of all, no one knows Oingo Boingo. <laughs> like, like in Canada. I know Oingo Boingo. And, and, and so like, when, when, but uh, Mandy, my fiance, huge fan of uh, Danny Elfman. She loves his music. But I'm like, did you know that he was in the band? Called Boingo Boingo. You know, there, there's a few concerts. There's a few concerts that my stepdad has gone to that I'm super jealous of, like Pink Floyd, Eric Clapton, stuff. Queen. Bowie for me. Oh my god! But my mom went to Oingo Boingo's farewell tour in I think '96. They went to the farewell concert in Irvine because they're from Irvine. I think no, it's 95. that yeah, I did. '95. '95. They, they went there. And they went to that concert, and it was just a bunch of 40. 45-year-olds just getting high listening to Oingo Boingo. And it was Absolutely. a long-ass set. And you can actually see video from it if you search on YouTube for their far- their farewell uh, concert. And it is just – it is freaking amazing. What's really interesting about Oingo Boingo – and I'm, I'm going to let you speak. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but, uh, like, but Oingo Boingo is but, the best band ever. It, no, it's great. And the reason uh, – what's really interesting about them is that they will take minor keys in an upbeat – so, so like that's that's what's really that's what's really neat. Like walking with the dead man, their, their most yeah. famous song. It's all minor. dead man's party. Yeah, it's all minor, and and Danny Elfman still kind of does that. It, they're they're all they're, all his music is very minor, but it kind of has sort of a cheery upper beat to it. So it kind of contrasts. it'll be like minor, major, minor, major. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so Danny he, Elfman, he's he's done the music for all but three of Tim Burton's movies. Yes. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I did. All that. but three, <laughs> and a, he did the. I mean, if you don't know, he did the voice of Jack Skellington. He on did the singing voice. The the singing voice. The only one that counts. Yeah, yeah. really. Um, I Jack the Pumpkin King. He was yeah. also uh, Bojangles for Corpse Bride and the Oompa Loompas and the new Charlie Ch- Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, he also did the theme music for The Simpsons. Yeah, he did. Which is cool because the that theme song only took him three days, two hours, forty eight minutes, and nineteen seconds to create. And he has probably made. Fuck loads of money <laughs> off of that. That's uh, like so much money. So fun, much money. Fun fact uh, from my childhood. Um, I wanted to do Nightmare Before Christmas as my senior year. Uh, I guess it's not really childhood, teenagehood. But uh, my, as, as my senior year play, and I tried to get the rights to it. And Disney's like, we want a fuck ton of money from you, little kid. And I, so I tried to write Danny Elfman to, <laughs> to be like, because he, he must have had some rights to it as he freaking wrote the damn thing, uh, damn music. So I tried to write him, never got an email back. But uh, but but yeah, that I tried I tried to converse with Danny Elfman. He never he never called me back. It's not like he wasn't doing other things. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, he was probably busy. don't get too upset. <laughs> I was I was gonna cry though. I was like Danny Elfman. I was the biggest fan. Well, <laughs> we'll still comfort you. But <laughs> well, well, let, let's talk shit, about yeah, we've, we've talked about we've talked about the show a lot. Let's talk about who's in it. I mean, obviously Bruce Wayne and the the guy who's Bruce Wayne is Kevin Conroy. We mentioned that earlier. Yes. he's this voice actor. And but who's what, Batman? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Uh, Kevin Conroy. What? <laughs> Kevin Conroy to me looks kind of like Travis Tritt. If you put the two pictures together, a little they, bit. They kind of look. Well, you the also same. mentioned who was it? You mentioned you texted me the other day. Uh, he kind of looked like to you uh, somebody else. I thought it was Travis um, Tritt. Well, somebody else, but but what I. God, oh, Willem, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Thank you. Dafoe. he looks like yeah. he looks like definitely looks like Willem. Like for sure, looks like Willem. So 
a lot of we did an episode on Ferngully a couple of weeks ago yeah. that uh, had Robin Williams, and we mentioned Robin Williams going to Juilliard. Kevin Conroy went to Juilliard at the same time and was his one of his roommates. What? Yeah, they both studied under John Houseman, and while they were there, he was in the same group with both uh, Robin Williams and Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, they're about the that same is, age. That 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 is a Three Stooges episode. I would love to see. I wish. Well, <laughs> that would be even better because with be Robin best. Williams, it'd be like Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, yeah, but oh, that's that's dark. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You and Mandy in the background. Oh, <laughs> sorry, not Travis Tritt. It's Randy. Um, someone. Not no, Travis but can Tritt. you imagine those three guys? Like those, those like like seriously like. Uh, the three of them like hanging out together. Yeah, I wish it could have been a fly in the wall. Oh, dude, just chill. Um, like, the, uh, first of all, Robin Williams would be bouncing off the walls that you'd be trying to land on. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that that be Randy Travis. Not oh, Travis Randy Travis. Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me show you a picture. Well, for our for our radio audience, <laughs> let me show you a picture in our ra- so the magic of radio. We've got Travis Tritt. Oh yeah, uh, no, Randy, yeah. Randy Travis. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got. There's no way. Then we've got Kevin Conroy. If you would have showed me that picture and said that's Kevin Conroy and he's just looking a little tired, I'd be like, absolutely, that's Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Randy Travis is Kevin Conroy. Well, Kevin Conroy is Randy. T- well, and Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman. He is. He's really not known for doing anything else. Wizard. He's done other stuff. I would even. I would even venture to say that he is just. He is Batman. No, I mean he's a, such a great Batman voice. Another fun. Um, sorry. No, no, it's okay. Yeah. Another fun fact is uh, Tim Daly, uh, who voiced Superman from the Superman uh, animated series, w- uh, was also known for the show Wings. And uh, the part for uh, a part, uh, the part that he went out for ring, uh, in Wings was also. Bum ba da bum, gone out for by Kevin Conroy. So oh, yeah. Batman yeah. v Superman and Superman won. So that's over. Just <laughs> that, that well, confirmed. Well, and what's kind of cool is Kevin Conroy, when he so he applied <laughs> He played Ted Kennedy in a miniseries. Oh, did he really? He did. Um I'll he's he's kind of it's kind of cool because when he did he's friends with a guy who is Freddy Krueger. Robert England. Robert, Robert England. England. How do you not know that name? No, I was just saying oh, because because for our audience, for our audience, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Robert England, who is Freddy Krueger, uh, they're friends, and and I I believe the story was Robert England was there uh, in in the building when they were doing the the auditions for the voice of that of Batman, and he happened to walk by, and they'd done like over 150 people had come in and, and applied, and he was he heard kind of what was going on, and he called up Kevin Conroy, he's like, you got to get down here, you got to do this, and. So he did. He showed up actually because of his friend who like referred him over, which that's is kind of cool. That's actually a lot a way a lot of uh, voice actors get work is like, yeah. uh, like some voice actors would be like, well, I can't do this, but yeah. I know who's perfect for this. And that's the reason why you see a lot of voice actors showing up in a lot of different things. Like Tara Strong, for example, who's like one of the most famous female voice she's actors, prolific, and yeah, and she, but she, uh, but the, like, she's in everything. And same with uh, Gray, uh, Gray Griffin, formerly Gray Delessi, was all is also she's in everything. She's in Avatar: The Last Air- Airbender. She's in Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. She's all over Nickelodeon and all that stuff. They all kind of have this tight group, and it's because they'll refer one another. Like, yeah, it, like I mean, that. Sean and I have talked about them before. Like a lot of them, just it's a very small. It's incestuous. Group of people who yes. work. Sometimes they'll get people who are not traditional voice actors. This show is full of a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. 
But for the most part, yeah. I mean, voice actors are... It's all, like, referral, like, in-house mostly. And that's, you know? because, and that's because um, they think it's a close-knit family. I actually watched a documentary on it called uh, I Know That Voice. Uh, it's on Netflix. And, yeah, it's really good. And uh, I, I always, yeah. I, I'm going to mispronounce his name, but it stars uh, Joe DiMigliano, I believe. is how DiMaggio. DiMaggio. Yeah. Is it DiMaggio? Like, I think it's, do I think it's No, DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio is the DiMaggio. baseball player. I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> but it's the voice of Bender. It's yeah. the voice of Bender. Yeah, and, and I, I, the I, voice I, of the I, Joker I, in the newer Batman movies. Uh, yeah, no, he only yeah. did that once. And my God, if you're gonna replace Mark Hamill with anyone, it's no, this he did guy. a great job. He did. I it's, thought it was John DiMaggio. Demiglio. Demiglio. I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I'm gonna butcher so, that last name. I'm terrible with names, as you'll probably find out throughout this podcast. Yeah. So then we um, got we got a bunch of other supporting characters. We got Alfred, who was played by two different people. One of them was the original voice of uh, Emperor Palpatine, mm-hmm. and then he got replaced for the rest of the series by by another guy who um, ended up actually uh, also the voice of Doctor Octopus in the 1990 Spider Man. Uh, animated show, which is the voice that I remembered because, like, I heard them. I was like, "Oh, that sounds the same," and that's why um, we got Commissioner Gordon, who is the local cop. Uh, oh, d- for those who don't know about Batman, Alfred is his butler. Yeah, um, Commissioner Gordon, his man slave, Jim Gordon or James Gordon. He <clears throat> is the um, the head police commissioner, and he's done by Bob Hastings, who's who's most known originally as Carpy on McHale's Navy, which is this like 1960s uh, live action car- uh, animated. Sorry. 1960s live action show. show. And um, he's also a World War II vet. He was a navigator on, B- on B-29s. Also, uh, if, again, if you're going... If 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 you listen to... I don't know who's... <laughs> if, you li- if you listen to his voice and you also pair it up with the uh, the, the um, Christopher Nolan series, uh, Commissioner Gordon, which obviously played by... Um, uh, why is his name escaping me? Again, bad with names. Um, bad with names. Uh, God... Help me out here, guys. Um, Jim, oh my god, what's his name? Um, he played Sirius Black, and he played. Oh yeah, I'm bad with names too. It's fine. Anyway, sorry for our listeners. You're probably screaming at me right now, but yeah, it's played by. But if you listen to his voice, it's channeled. This that you know he watched Batman the Animated Series. You know he got his voice from that because he's a he's a he's a British actor, obviously. Uh, very very old one. Oh, very old man. Yeah. God, yeah. God. I'm terrible. Thank you. I swear, Thank you. I swear my, my, my name, Itis, is contagious. I'm sure if my wife is, by the time she's listening to this, she's screaming at me yeah. right now. So I'm, I'm going to expect yeah. a really nasty text. Yeah, yeah probably from Joy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get tatsued uh, in the face. We got Harvey Bullock, who's a detective. On the, on, He's this kind of big, fat, oafish kind of detective. He's an um, asshole. He is, but he's... he got that Brooklyn accent. As the show goes on, he's a lovable one. He's a lovable um, asshole. He's played by Robert Costanzo. He's done a ton of voice work a lot of stuff is like kind of the traditional like jersey new york mook and now um, we get into people well besides summer gleason summer gleason was in there yeah summer gleason who's the uh the reporter uh on batman and uh she's played by uh mari devon she's togemon from digimon adventures also uh, i don't know if you know who togemon is the cactus one with the boxing gloves and she did voice acting for like love hina and tenshi muyo also how do you not go with vicky vale like, well, I, uh, like, it is you, what it is. I mean, again, again, this, I, I'm going to say this a lot through this. Con- um, I'm going to start now. The, t- uh, t- Bruce, t- uh, Tim Bruce, Bruce Tim, goddamn, Deuce Trim, Tip Tap, Chip Chip. He he took a lot of risks. It did a lot of different things, and 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 it made this thing all the more iconic. We got we got um we've got 
Dr. Kirkland, who's done by Mark Singer. He's the man bat in one of the episodes. Mm, yeah. Uh, he's Dar from the Beastmaster movies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mentioned before in one of the other podcasts. Uh, now, the other doctor in that episode is a guy named Dr. Marsh, who's played by Rene Aubergenoy, uh, who is Odo from DS9, the chef from Little Mermaid, the skull on the last unicorn, and Professor uh, Genius in Little Nemo. Um, he's also Mr. House in Fallout New Vegas. Um he taught uh, at Juilliard, and I, when I was watching that episode, I didn't realize he was in the... I, he, he didn't make it into my notes for some reason, but when I was watching the episode, I was like, that always sounds familiar. And my wife goes, that's Odo, isn't it? And I was <laughs> like... You gotta tell it right. And then, and then I was like, I don't know. Let me go look. So I looked it up, and so I was like, yeah, it is Odo. And she goes, told you, you better mention me in the podcast. And then you gotta <laughs> say like, All right, right She arose from slumber. She was okay. asleep. She and was she asleep. Woke up and she's like, "No, no, from Deep Space Nine. Yeah, <laughs> like I no, was she, like, "What? You're no, she no. was." To be fair, she was on the couch <laughs> sleeping when I was watching that episode. And, like, like, um, you're right. In that moment, Joy outdorked you. How do you feel? <laughs> I'm very proud. I know I made a right decision. Now, the um, next one I didn't realize that was her. It's it's on. You cannot unhear it. Now now that I now that I know, yeah. The next one, it makes me so happy, and it's Red Claw, who's one of the enemies, only in the animated series, yep. and the character is done by Katie Mulgrew. Katie oh, Mulgrew. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Captain, Absolutely, that's her voice. Captain Catherine Janeway. I didn't know that until this uh, very second, who, learning things on this podcast as I'm doing the podcast. What is this? So, some of the, so for those of you who maybe are not super nerds, who like are into nerdy stuff like Star Trek and that kind of stuff. She's also in Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Uh, she's red. Um, red but black. just really quickly, I've mentioned this. I mentioned this to my wife a couple years ago, and she can't unhear it now. She's mad. I'm going to do it to you guys too, because f you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Captain Catherine Janeway. Whenever they say her name on the show, watch the show. When they say Captain Catherine Janeway, it sounds like Captain Captain Janeway. Captain no! Captain Janeway. You will not unhear it, and I promise you, it's gonna it's gonna kill your soul. Also, fun um, fact about Kate Mulgrew: she also does um, uh, audiobooks for. Uh, she does, yeah, yeah, and she does, and she does them for um, uh, Joe Hill, who is uh, Stephen King's son. <clears throat> And, and so she's now. Uh, it, it used to be a whole bunch of other people, but now, but now uh, every book that comes out, it's read by Kate Mulgrew. The- and I can't. I usually, for some reason, I cannot stand. Uh, when women uh, uh, do uh, do the uh, 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 narration, just because I don't like how women sexist. No, I know I'm so sexist. Uh, how women imitate male voices? They always do this. But Kate Mulgrew is such a great actress. Her voice is all over the place. So she can do a lot of stuff. She's insane. She does everything perfect. Okay, that's the second one. Alky. <laughs> Dude, I'm almost done with my second one. I know. I'm and I already drank, I drank all my. Yeah, we had our shots already. Batman shot. So. They were a little more than a shot. Y'all are, yeah. y'all are slacking. <laughs> they were like a half a glass of a shot. So, <laughs> so my, my, my ending my thought. Kimo grew can do no wrong. She's a, she's amazing. She, so then I, we got then we got uh, Selena Kyle, Catwoman, who's Adrian Barbu, Barbo. 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 One of the movies that she's in makes me really happy, and it's Swamp Thing. <laughs> she's a love interest, and. I really, Sean, I know it's not necessarily fully in the wheelhouse of the show, but I'm petitioning right now while we record for us to do the 1980s live action Swamp Thing movie. It is so bad and it makes me so happy. Seconded. 
So now that we've talked about all the people that are in these episodes, let's, let's, let's jump into the damn episodes because we haven't even talked about what the episodes we watched. So were. really quickly, before we do that, I just want to mention the episodes. Son of a bitch! The episodes that we picked are. Um, it's kind of a weird discussion. So, so if you look up the episodes by release date, the air date, original air date, th- this is so the can original. I, can I coin a phrase? They fireflied it. They, they fireflied did. it. They totally yeah. fireflied it. The original. <laughs> maybe, air ba- date, maybe Firefly Batman it. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize this until we were recording. Well, actually, until I'd already watched the episodes and Chris we and got, I were having this discussion. We, had a, we got a heated debate. It was like, no, this is the order. And he's like, no, this is the order. We were like, sending no, screenshots. <laughs> and so, so what happened was, is if you go to IMDb, um, and the way that Chris had watched it through whatever service uh, Chris was watching it through. It's a the, secret service. The. It's a secret service. The episodes, <laughs> service? Yeah. Uh, the episodes are listed in original air date order. In original air date order, nothing makes any fucking sense at all. So no, just wait. Hold on. All right. I'm I'm gonna disagree, but okay. Because cat. So the first episode, the ep- first episode, Cat and Claw Part One, mm. was the first episode that was originally released. Then that episode didn't air until over a week later, which means when you get to the second episode to watch, you were confused. And then when you got to the second episode a week later, you're like, what the hell just happened? Mm -hmm. In addition to that, a bunch of the other episodes, those first like 10 or 15 episodes, everything was like totally jumbled and out of order. You had episodes with Two-Face too early and you had, then you had the reveal of his backstory later and nothing made any sense. Now, if you go to Wikipedia, there's a second list, and that is the, quote, production order on Wikipedia. However, the list on Wikipedia is also different because I don't know if it truly makes total sense either. So when you watch it in that order, which is the order that's listed on uh, the DVDs, as well as if you watch an Amazon Prime because it's up on there too, it's the, quote, production list. There's a third list that I found on basically every other fan site possible and that production list is the quote production list, which is not the production list. But what it is, I think, is an optimal viewing order. And what that actually does is it puts everything, especially I watched them in the production order. And I remember them from the original air date and being confused but not understanding why. Having this conversation with Chris, I realized why. Then I watched the production order on Amazon going back and watching it in this. This makes absolute sense. It's now, the only way to watch it. We will put a link to that in the description. Yes. I remember when they first aired and I saw, obviously, the first episode. And then I, for some reason, I thought I had missed the conclusion because the, the first episode is a right. two-parter. That's exactly and, right. And it, it went right into uh, the Man Bad episode. And I was like, what, what, what? And then, like, yeah, a week later, I thought I caught a rerun of the uh, of, of it and I, and I was safe. But, yeah, it was very confusing because Fox does not know how to put out their shows properly. Yeah. No, all the episodes got released in a really weird order, and then it just made it really confusing for people who are trying to watch it. So you can really watch this in two ways. The first way is the production order that's on Amazon Prime or on any of the, the cartoon streaming sites that like Sean and I use all the time, or anywhere it is you want to view them. That's usually the order that's on there. You can do it in that order if you want to. You can also do it in the secondary order, the one in which we did it today. I think it makes more sense. That's my own recommendation. 
And that's where I'm going to stop. We can yeah. get into the first episode. So the first the first two episodes, right, are The Cat in the Claw Part 1 and 2. Yes. And so this is it's a two-parter episode. They came out on the 5th of September and then the 12th of September. Yeah. Confusing so, for kids. So the basic rundown of this episode is it's the introduction of Catwoman. And she's a cat burglar. And Batman <sighs> at some point makes a comment that like, oh, it looks like Gotham's got a new cat burglar. Batman he's... is super sexist throughout this entire two-parter, by the way. I'm just going to spoil that right now. Well, well he does, wait, he does say he's an equal opportunity crime fighter. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he he like he makes enros to that, but... I would say he is at least a little bit sexy. He is super okay, well, sexy. Okay, hold on. Time out. This is supposed to be like the 1940s. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. I mean, well, they actually don't because they they have like weird things like remote detonators and stuff like that. And I like, am going to discuss that in the next 50s. podcast. Yeah. I have a timeline that I so okay. So, so. the the basic storyline of this is that Batman is chasing Catwoman because she is being Catwoman and being a cat burglar. And she's breaking some laws. She's breaking into play people's houses, stealing their stealing their goods, their jewels, and then um, her alter ego, Selena Kyle, is an animal rights activist, and she is trying to secure some some land for a big cat preserve, essentially. And no one puts together that Selena Kyle is an animal rights activist and is somehow rich. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Like like. Wait, she has she enough. She money? has enough money in the episode to bid ten thousand dollars for a date with Bruce Wayne. And in nineteen forties, like ten thousand dollars is yeah. They started. They started the bidding. Amount of money. They started the bidding at like five hundred dollars for this celebrity date auction thing. Yeah. And it was like five hundred, six hundred, eight hundred, a thousand, five thousand. Then she's like ten thousand dollars, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" It no, didn't no, even no, get no, to no. five thousand. They got yeah. to a thousand. Yeah, so that was it. A thousand, and, and she thought she had it. Like that blonde in the front was like, "I got this. Bruce Wayne is mine. Yeah. I got that D. It's mine." <laughs> yeah, Bruce got that. Bruce Wayne. Dude. Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wang. <laughs> um, what I thought was kind of uh, there, like there's a few like kind of ca- like not catchphrases, but like. The times when Batman has some like good liners or uh, Selena Kyle does. There's a lot of these actually throughout the entire show if you watch them. But like there's this one point where like Catwoman, Catwoman looks at Batman and goes, Magnificent. And then Batman, he like sits there, sits on her for like about two seconds and then he goes, Save the flattery for the judge. <laughs> he's like, he contemplates it. He's like, like yeah, can I, I can get away with this. Like, right? no. He's so, strong, Bruce. He so, thought about it like, we can have sex on this rooftop. Like, so, I know so, it. So to finish, to finish what the episode is about, Selena Kyle is trying to secure this land for these big cats. And turns out that the people who own the land are going to turn it into some kind of resort thing. And so she's trying to stop it. Batman's, it's a golf resort. Golf, golf resort. Batman's trying to stop her. And it turns out that the people that are developing the land are actually working for this terrorist organization headed by Red Claw, which is the claw from the cat in the claw. So... They go, they go through, and it's this whole thing. It's a, and uh, and Catwoman nope. and Batman almost kind of team up to take down the Red Claw, and yada yada yada. I believe that they uh, they also don't know who the Red Claw is. They know that there's an organization, yeah. but they're looking for the Red Claw, yeah. and they, they don't no know anything idea. about him. They yeah. Anything about him? They 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 have sent they have since been eluded, and since we kind of spoiled it by saying who voices the Red Claw. <laughs> um, Are you saying that Kate Mulgrew could not voice a I don't male say, character? No, well, actually, because I, that's what we just I, said. I, I, I said, but I, a little bit of spoiler. It's a woman! It's a woman that's crying! And, and she actually makes a point to say, uh, Oh, Batman, you finally met your match, and how appropriate that it's a woman! And, and, and yeah, Batman, exactly. when he first finds out, is like, like, Red Claw? A woman? <laughs> yeah, like, like a lot of shock and awe. Like super sexy. 
<laughs> like, uh, <laughs> well, it was the time. I, I, it was I like the to time. think that Red Claw gave him the idea for Batman. Well, the time period that this is supposed to be, because of the math that I did later, yeah. uh, is somewhere at, at the earliest, 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 1933. Okay. That makes sense. So, 33, I'm going to say probably 1940, because I mean, comics have... are written in 39, so I'll just say... 1940. But I believe they have nuclear technology. I believe that the threat. Right. Is... No, this is like a weird alternate yeah. timeline. So like, so. like, and there, I believe there's also cell phones later, and so like, it's just there's yeah, and computers yeah. with with like the back computer is voice controlled, which yeah. we just got the technology for. Yeah. So yeah. well, just one thing I wanted to mention is Catwoman has a maid. Um, oh, she's wait, a, wait, she's just, an assistant. Uh, well, whatever. She's got an assistant. Her assistant, or, or sec, actually, it's a secretary. The secretary, well, she kind of does everything. Her name is Maven. Uh-huh. Do you know what the definition of Maven is? Someone who's good at a lot of stuff. Or it's like a business person. Well, it means an expert or a connoisseur. Yeah. Which is kind of fitting because she kind of does seem to be that. I always, but I thought it was an interesting choice for a name. I always thought Maven was a playoff of Marcy because she looks exactly like Marcy from the Peanuts. And she, and she, uh, and, a little bit, and and she totally has a thing for Selena. <laughs> like, come on! Yeah. I mean, she does have come a little on, bit of a thing don't, for Selena. You can't yeah. unsee uh, it. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think my favorite part from I think it was part one was when uh, Batman was chasing down uh, Catwoman for the the first time. I know exactly what it is. It's my favorite point too. <laughs> and they're like, she's running down the fire escape. Batman's chasing her, and then they get to the bottom, and there is a stack of trash cans against the side of the building that is like 10 trash cans tall it's a big pyramid of trash cans and she kicks it and it falls onto batman and that's how she gets away oh that was not my favorite part my favorite part is during that port during that portion it's at the very end of the episode because like they have this chase scene and whatever that's actually no it's where uh the bad guys track selena back to her apartment and they shoot a grenade out of a handgun at her apartment which i thought was funny and she gets thrown from the building and Batman swoops and saves her and they're like standing there or whatever and then Catwoman tosses Batman off a roof and says never trifle with the affections of a woman which is a line from the second Batman movie I'm pretty sure but that was something that Michelle Pfeiffer said uh, after she cartwheels away or something yeah like I that. think so <laughs> um, if it wasn't her I could totally hear her saying it then the um, biggest note I had about this um, was the was Isis and the fact that I, 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 Isis the cat is her, be, her pet cat. Her pet cat has to be the most laid back cat on the planet because this lady does cartwheels, does backflips, is going from rooftop to rooftop with a whip, and that cat is just like on her Wrap, neck. wrapped around her, <laughs> just her, her neck. neck like this is cool. No, this is fine. <laughs> and then, well, by the way, unless <laughs> you blow that damn whistle, and then it freaks the hell out. Yeah. yeah but by the way, the cat, just like just like we've said before, if there is an animal. In a cartoon from 1960 onward, and you you're not sure who voiced the animal. It's Frank Welker. Yeah, Frank, and yeah. Frank, Frank Welker, Welker is the voice of Isis. Once again, yeah, it's the same voice as Slimer. It's the Can same I, sounds. Before we move on, um, this episode there's um, the chase scene, the initial chase scene, and the sort of fight that he has with Catwoman, and that he has with like some of the other people is so phenomenally well done like there's stuff that happens like in the background that's well animated the the scene where he's chasing her down the fire escape in particular it was like every frame it's like they took the time to really animate the legs and the feet well Mm -hmm. which they don't normally bother to do this was just really really well done 
it, I yeah. just I have to put that out you, there. You have to. It's you, beautiful to watch. It really can, is. You can tell that verse, uh, verse Tim takes a lot of pride in what he does. And like I said, when you when he touches something, and Radomski too, and Radom, and yeah, I'm not, I, I never give that guy enough credit. But it, when 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 they when he, they touches something, it is special and it's and it's awesome, and you can tell it's it's it's, it's riddled. With it, yeah. like even even if someone's paying homage to him, it's still good. Yeah, no, it, exactly. It, it's still great, and and like I can't recommend this series. Well, and then when you get into the second episode, we've got uh, Cat in the Claw Part Two, and it opens up actually. I I wanted to touch on what you're saying with this multi layered um, animated scrolling that that uh, wasn't really common until later, mm-hmm. where you would have you'd have a backdrop. And then you'd have animation over the top of it, and then a third layer layered over the top of it that's animated. Mm-hmm. And they did that really smoothly. Uh, I just I took the time to wa- to watch it, and then I rewound it to watch it again, and it's beautiful. They did a great job. And there's a lot of these just like little moments if you if you really pay attention that that will kind of pop, and you go, "Wow, that's really cool." That that you wouldn't have noticed unless you really took the time. I mm-hmm. think. And and this opens right up with that, uh, where Batman is like interviewing uh, some mob boss or something. Can I also and, add to your point that there was absolutely at this time uh, when it came to animation, there was no reason for them to do that either. No, like, no, they could have thrown any garbage no. like that. This is back in the day where they like, and a lot of it, your past episodes you talk about this too. That you can throw like whatever garbage, like My Little Pony, you can throw that at a kid and, they, yeah. and they'll watch it. I mean, Turtles came out in '87 and th- and then ran further, and the animation was. Uh, was good, but it was like there were it was like there were flukes. Like Gia Joe's well animated, uh, that was done. Gem was different. I mean, it's a different kind of animation style, but it was good for like what it was. But this was just, the the quality is just beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful. It really is. But but they they get to this this episode opens up with him and basically interviewing a mob boss, and they end up on this train, and there's guards, and and I thought what was interesting was. The train guards. Okay, so so as we mentioned before, there is the bad guys. They got some secret base out in the desert. Selena Kyle's an animal rights activist. She wanted this land for mountain lion uh, preserve. Still my favorite part of the show. The, that's yeah. all she is. is that, that yeah, she's activist. an animal rights activist. Where'd you get your money? Shut up. That's where. <laughs> like, what about yeah. mountain lions? She's exactly. essentially like a black widow. She's married a bunch of rich guys and killed them. Yeah. yeah. And and so they're out in the desert, and they have this this old military base. And what they wanted it for was a place to store and kind of build their base uh, after stealing a extremely dangerous military grade virus, like a plague, essentially. Yeah, like a plague that was being transported on a military train. And I I, I needed to put that out there first because they made sure that the army train guards have really like hillbilly ass. Southern accents. <laughs> Did you notice that? A little bit, yeah. Every single one was a Southern hillbilly accent. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was weird. I, I just... I, this is also... You get to see the Bat Glider. We don't see the... the You don't get to see the, the Bat Car, the Bat Plane, which is why I think this episode is put first in the list. Because he just comes in in the glider. And he doesn't really get to use any of his gadgets, or you don't really see him being like a detective mm-hmm. that much. Um, he's just kind of like he's there and he's cool and he's a badass. Yeah. Um, and and he comes up and he's fighting on the train, and then this is where uh, we find out Red Claw's a woman, and then that's where that interaction happens yeah. that you're talking Red about. Claw's a woman. Yeah. Red Claw, a woman. <laughs> the fight animation in the background. Yes. The characters are fighting in while you see other characters doing stuff in the foreground is also awesome. If you're going to watch this episode, 
pay close attention. There's going to be a pan from like upper left down to the bottom right. Uh, while there's fighting going on on the train with Batman and some of her henchmen, and it's going to pan down to Red Claw, watch the action in the upper left of the screen because it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's really well done. It's uh, so cool. I, like, you know what? I like. I actually never noticed that until like you just said that. But yeah, it's absolutely like that pan. Yeah, they, they, this show does a lot of pans, yeah. and there's this pan, and it, the action is awesome. Yeah. Um, but but the, at the same time, remember Selena had her date or whatever that didn't go so well. It was boring. Yeah, and this is this is also the start of uh, of Catwoman. It, it's sort of the dual relationship between Catwoman and Batman and Bruce Wayne and Selena, yeah. where they're both into each other, but not into the same. Like Bruce of, Wayne is into Selena. She's but only Catwoman in is into three Batman. episodes in this whole season in yeah. this whole series. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, Catwoman's These not two, there very much. and then she, and then one later, and then she comes back in the Batman Superman stuff. Yeah, you know, I have later to, I have to say that of all the villains in Batman, I was thinking about this. Catwoman is the one that doesn't make sense because Catwoman is the one with the with the most ridiculous costume, I think. Who's the most normal? Like she is, a, she's a cat burglar. She's not this super villain crime boss. She just wants money. She, she is oh, literally not a even thief. That. She is literally a thief, but she chooses to dress up like a cat and like. But she like, also steals for a reason. Like she doesn't. She steals things that are animal themed, and uh, and but she also steals. So she does have weird the, fixations. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, but yeah. and she, and, but she also steals to help. Uh, you know, help out. Uh, I, I just thought. I just thought it was so funny because like really a villain. Because like if you look at the other, if you look at the other villains besides the Riddler who dresses like ridiculous. Yeah. Besides the Riddler, all the other ones sort of dress normally. Like Joker dresses kind of normally, if not flamboyantly. Mister Freeze, though. Well, he needs the suit. <laughs> Like yeah, he dresses, he, it, he dresses practically. Yeah, it's yeah. a practice. Uh, hey, wait, what about Condiment King? <laughs> hey, spoilers! <laughs> yeah. So, but but she like as I was watching, I was like, she doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, why is she dressed like a cat? Like, I get that. Like, you think that she came up with the. Because okay, you got the Joker because that's his crime name. You got yeah. Penguin because that was like a nickname for him. Yeah. You've got you've got all those other people. But then you got Selena Kyle. Like, do you think she called herself Catwoman and designed the costume around it? No, she got eaten by a bunch of cats. That was in the movie. That was in the shitty movie. Like they call that they say that they like like this is a follow up. To have that. you ever seen? Have you ever seen? Well, that? that's true. They actually because the design for Catwoman, her persona as well as the Penguin, emulated the Batman Returns films until it went to WB. And then it was different. They actually animated the penguin differently because yeah. they made him more look like uh, like Cobblepot in a movie, like kind of bird-like and kind of squatting, like uh, wah, the flippers. Wah. Yeah, and the flipper hands and everything. And then when it went to WB later, they just made him like like the old school businessman. Mm. I kind of yeah. like uh, I love the uh, the way that Catwoman is designed for the Arkham games. Very very. Oh cool. yeah, where she's in that she's in that like leather cat suit with the goggles. It's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Also yeah. voiced by Gray Griffin, Gray Delessi. She got married. <laughs> but also voiced by her. Oh, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so in the second episode, well, or the third episode. Well, something really quickly in the second episode that I wanted to mention, because obviously Batman wins and saves the day. Yeah. Um, but something, there was this really cool car chase scene where he's on a date with Selena. Do you remember? Yeah. The bad guys are chasing him and he notices. And he, it was like, he was like, Yes, I'm supposed to be Bruce Wayne, but fuck it, because I'm just going to be a badass. <laughs> yeah. And so these guys are tailing him. He wants to get into her pants. He does some like crazy driving maneuvers that you could only do if you drove a Batmobile. Yeah. And he like he drives on the wrong side of the road, and then he does like a U-turn on a bridge and does a, plays this badass game of chicken. And she just looks over at him, like just 
the seat is drenched. I was going to say, she was like, do you have a towel? <laughs> because just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin your leather seats. I, and she just looked at him and she's all, where did you learn to drive like that? And he's like, oh, I used to drive in the Monaco Grand Prix, blah, blah, blah. She's, she's like, like, I got to walk it back and look like a douche for a second, but really I'm fucking Batman. She's like, she's like you could drown a toddler in my pants right now. But, no, water. that's, I mean, she kind of had that look and they have that kind of relationship anyway. She but, did walk away from um, that car a little funny night. Yeah. <laughs> In this episode, also, Batman figures out who Selena Kyle is, and uh, she he also arrests her at the end. Yeah. World's greatest detective. Yeah. You, you have to keep that Well, going. the next episode is great for that world's greatest detective thing. Yeah, he actually... I think the has, next episode... So the next episode he actually is called, acts like a detective. The next episode is called Bat on Leather Wings, which so, came out... It was originally the second aired episode. Yes. And I think it's a really good one to watch in the first, like, kind of... To the next beginning. episode... Yep. So, sorry. Something that I just wanted to mention was um, the opening scene of this. Uh, there's these police blimps, like kind of floating through yeah. the city. Police zeppelin, yeah, the zeppelins. That was did a- you notice? So I don't. I, I'm sure you guys probably didn't because I was. I was like trying to look for it. I'd read something online, so I was trying to see if it's true, and it totally is. The opening scene with the police blimp is um, the po- there's two there's two cops. Are you gonna, wait? I think I know what you're going to say. The pilot. Is Kevin is, Conroy? Is Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you got it. Yeah. So the 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 pilot who's got he's got glasses on. Go back and watch it. He's doing Con- he's doing the Bruce Wayne voice, but like but a like weird a higher pitch yeah. kind of um, softer approach, kind of like a wimpy. Happens a lot in these sort of things where they have to like, they'll double up. Like why 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 did we hire someone? Well, else? Well, because they get paid for exactly. it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we've like, got we've got a guy yeah. that has like three lines, so yeah. let's give it to one of our principals. Exactly. Yeah. So what happens is is there's this uh, there's these attacks at these buildings and. Um, this guard gets attacked, and then we get we get this cut to uh, Mayor Hamilton, Commissioner Gordon Bullock, and Harvey Dent. Which is this 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 is why First. I think this is the third episode that's listed, and as well as in many versions, the one of the earlier episodes to see because it shows Harvey Dent originally just um, from behind as 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 somebody sitting in a chair flipping a coin. Yeah, yeah. and then it goes to the front. And the shadow over the front of him, you can only see half of his body. And then he chimes in. He says, Bullock, if you make an arrest, I'll make a conviction. Yeah. And and so the idea is that essentially Bullock hates Batman and he wants to get Batman. He wants like a Batman task force. Commissioner Gordon, by the way, doesn't want that because he's kind of secretly working with Batman. Um, but he wants to get, he's like, he wants Bullock out of the way. So this is kind of like the, where I first kind of understood uh, that Batman was going to be something special because uh, Harvey Dent uh, showed up and he wasn't Two-Face. And so that means that we're going to see Harvey Dent throughout this series uh, as Harvey Dent before he gets into his accident. We do several times. Exactly. So that's... That was intentional, by the way. I know. It's totally intentional. So, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, like back then, in the 90s, you didn't have to do this. Spider-Man, you never had to do uh, that. Sp- Spider-Man, uh, X, the X-Men, uh, the series, all of them had Monsters of the Week. And that was it. And and that's what you got. Power Rangers, uh, also, same Monster of the Week. But Batman gave us an overarching storyline that made you want to go back and watch those well, episodes. Well, this idea actually again, came from again. Alan Burnett, who's one of the series producers and head writers. Uh, the idea was to originally suggest that Harvey Dent had a pre-existing dual personality before becoming Two-Face. Yeah. That was his idea. And they intentionally showed Harvey Dent in multiple episodes for better effects so that you could see him undergo that change mm. when he had his injury. That was intentional. And that, yeah, I, I totally um, got that. And it was it was a brilliant 
brilliant move. And again, one small thing that separates this from every I mean, other Saturday morning cartoon. It was only in the episode, this episode, for like 25 seconds? Yeah, if that. For 20 that, seconds? Maybe less. That could have been any district attorney. Yeah, it wouldn't line. have mattered, but they w- it was so stylized with the way they did it. It was brilliant. Yeah. Darby Hint. Th- this <laughs> is also... Darby Hint, exactly. You could tell this was intended to be the first shot of the Batmobile because there's this like really super stylized and dramatic scene with the Batmobile where it shows a kind of like a long pan as it drives down the street. I and it's well detailed. I love how unrealistic the Batmobile looks. It's essentially... He's driving a car that's the length of a limo. Yeah, and yet it handles like it's like a uh, Prius. And yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it's like imagine you were driving a limo, except the, the turn ca- radius of a Prius, yeah. not the because I have one of our cars is a Prius, and it basically it hand, it drives like a, a wet cardboard box. Can, Sean has a Prius too, yeah. right? It's a wet cardboard yeah. box. But I, if, I struck you, under if you've never <laughs> if you've never seen the animated if you've never seen the animated Batman uh, Batmobile, it's essentially the length of a limo, but you mm. drive from the back seat. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. it's got it's got a it's yeah. got a hood yeah. that's so like reversing, twelve feet long. Is reversing super simple? Parking the front way though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you he, can, he can parallel park like a motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did so, you notice that this is like we get to see a lot of like evidence collecting? Yeah, and, he acts like and crime, he's he is the detective. Yeah, because that's what Rachel Gould calls him is the detective. Yeah, he just refers to him as the detective. Lot of and this things. episode like highly. Uh, focuses on that detective aspect. I believe yeah, the th- Riddler also refers to him as detective. Yes, he does. So yeah. This episode centers around Man Bat, yes. which is a semi-regular Batman villain. He is. Also the scariest part of the Arkham games, if you play the Arkham games. Yeah. It scares the shit out of so, you. <laughs> so the, 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 basic gist huge. Of the, the, the basic gist of this episode is that Batman is trying to figure out who... the There's been assaults done on various chemical companies and these chemical companies have described essentially Batman as assaulting people and stealing chemicals. So that's why there's the Batman task force led by Bullock. And he they want to capture Batman because he's the one that they think is committing all these crimes. Unbeknownst to them, there's actually Man Bat, which is like an actual man bat. It's a bat flying. werewolf. Yeah. Who's, yeah. Fly, who's flying bat around. Wolf. Bat wolf. Who's <laughs> flying around stealing Were-bat. these chemicals. Stealing these chemicals to essentially... Um, it's sort of like... It's sort of like the lizard yes. from Spider-Man. Yeah, mixed believe, with Island of Dr. Moreau. If I, yeah. if I, and correct, people correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, and I know you will, but I believe that, that the lizard was an answer to the man bat, or one was an answer to the other. Yeah, so you, you've got, you've got a scientist who decided been, to... Yeah, I don't know. You've got a scientist who decided to like play yeah, Dr. Moreau and turn himself into a man bat, and that man bat decides... Uh, independent of the scientist that he's going to collect chemicals to make it like a permanent change and so that's what's happening batman figures it out that it's a that it's a bat after consulting it's with the jekyll people. and hyde syndrome yeah. where that where the the bat has become self-aware and now wants to be forever yeah and when so, batman shows up at, at the at the um at when when batman shows up to like question uh dr march who is odo yeah uh, when he shows up to question odo he uh finds dr kirk uh, Langstrom or yeah. Doctor Langstrom, and uh, he and then they have this confrontation. And he finds out that Kirk is actually the bat, the man bat. Do you, Did do you, you think? Th- oh, go ahead. Think, sorry, I was gonna say. Do you think they named him Kirk as like a nod to Star Trek because it was voiced by that, or do you think nah, it's just I a coincidence? I think it's a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. But but he has um, Kirk sounds like a douchebag. Yeah, he's and, a douchebag. and he is a douchebag. The transformation right. is is one really well done. And then Batman, uh, the bat escapes, and Batman grapples onto his foot, and they have this 
amazing and like seriously pay really close attention to it it's really well animated where where the bat is flying through there's this point where there's this building under construction and the bat flies through these steel girders and not only do you see like the bat flying and batman like tugging behind and the girders kind of going in between you and the bat but then the camera pans it does a quick cut directly in front of the man bat and it does that in a seamless motion and you see all the girders going now by like you're going down a tunnel it's phenomenal i, I was really impressed they actually pay homage to this in the in arkham games because that's how you defeat the man bat is it really oh you hook onto this it's, yeah because I, I don't i haven't played all of them so yeah sorry spoilers if you I, that's fine it's, it's, <laughs> i think my I favorite care. part of that whole chase scene is when they're when they're going up towards the zeppelin and batman full-on face plants into the windshield oh yeah <laughs> and like actually cracks the windshield it's just wham <laughs> And he's like, like a splat face. Yeah, yeah. And, then he, and then he gets like dragged up it. Also, at that point, Batman, I think, was riding the, the man bat like a horse, like punching him in the face. <laughs> he was. And I thought it was really funny. It's like, yeah. It's like just he's like, wailing he's on He's like him. Slim Pickens riding on the nuclear bomb. I defy we, you to think. Do you remember we talked about this in some of the early shows about violence on TV? Yeah. And how uh, they made like specific, uh, like, they made specific like efforts to not show not only did this episode show him like punching a dude in the face but he shows up like with blood on his face oh, yes. like Again, that Bruce was Kim this did is not care this is 92 <laughs> well and radomsky also did the uh freakazoid yes which also another freaking irrelevant a shit animated show one of my favorites of all time and, yeah. and favorite around my household as well i yeah. introduced it to my fiance and now that's the only thing she wants to watch it's brilliant from no. wb turn beavers into gold uh, uh, the Brilliant. Fact that, girls. And again, going back to Star Trek, <laughs> again, we're going to ADD out here and I'm fine with it. But going back to Star Trek, Ricardo Montemon voicing one of the main villains throughout the whole series and going back and doing homages to his own character. I, okay. Yeah. I can go on. We're going to, I'm coming okay. back for the free but, design. But, so, but at any rate, this episode <laughs> yeah. ends and I think it really does do a good job at showing Batman's detective skills, yeah. his intelligence. As well as his crime fighting skills, but more so the intelligence and the crime fighting, because we don't really see that in the first two. Um, mm. And it's something that doesn't quite pop up enough for me in some of the other stuff, because like that's really what he is. Like yeah. he's he is in the DC universe one of the smartest people in DC. The, yeah, period. The, like top, yeah. like Reed Richards for Marvel, Bruce Wayne for DC. Yeah, you know who's close to him, Mister Terrific. Oh, Mr. Terrific. yeah, Mister Terrific. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, well. So at the end of the day, did you guys enjoy this? I, I loved it. I loved it. I wanted to add too. This is also the time uh, like, where he actually used his alter ego to to help himself out. Oh yeah, tactic. you're right. Yeah, like he he, uh, he like he's like, oh man, I got some something in my attic. Uh, can you get these analyzed? Tell me what they are. Yeah, like, there's a lot of that where it's like Bruce Wayne. Like, uh, yeah. I've I've got. I'll I'll save it for the next episode. I've got a lot to say about this version of Batman that I really enjoy. Yeah. yeah. So I think at the end of the day, these first three episodes, all of us are happy with. Yeah. Um, but there's reasons why we didn't pick these three as our favorite. Yeah. I think, well, not these, but but there's some other ones like where he fights the mom and he ends up in some kid's basement. Like that's a weak episode. Yeah. And there's some other ones that are like kind of like wah, wah. And there's For some me, really strong, but not quite as strong as our top three. Like, I think our the top baby doll episode still to this day gets to me. Oh, it's creepy. Oh, yeah. it's super creepy. Um, it's also They're, very sad. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Like this show was meant for six and seven year olds and like and, and like six. It like, will give you feels. And yeah. you were like, you watch All it as an adult and you're like, what the? 
Actually, all three of the episodes that we pick for next week are going to give you some feels, I think. I, I, maybe just, just a tinge. But my, mine, not so much. I picked mine. Mine, oh, well, mine, I, mine does. I think, I think yours will, too. I, actually. Yeah, well, okay, so, so I think we all three enjoyed these first three episodes. Yeah, yeah. And that'll do it for wait, 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 this episode, before, right? before, no? before we sign off, before we sign off, uh, this is one of Eleanor's favorite shows, right? Absolutely one of her favorite episodes. Just shows, not, not even episodes. Oh, no. Well, she loves the bad episode, but, but one of her favorite shows, yeah. Yeah. So as we mentioned earlier, by her Batman underwear, as well as there's there's Batman like oh I guess I put them away. There's Batman playing cards like around here. She's got Batman toys. So like, this all kid is being raised correctly. Over, overall, <laughs> overall, this this show, even though it is a 25 year old show, because of the way that it's stylized and because of the sort of universality of Timeless. the stories. It's it's a show that you can watch and pick up at any time at any age. Well, as I mentioned, we watched this like within the last six eight months, all of it, mm-hmm. and at every step of the way, my wife's like, "Oh, what happened on the last one?" Or when we were talking about which episode to pick, she's like, "Oh, you should pick that one." On and the last like, episode of Batman, and I thought that that was really a good sign. Somebody who didn't really watch Batman as a kid. Who's like, yeah, you know what? This is a really good episode to pick. And and I thought that that was really telling. So if you're going to watch this with your kids, for sure, seal of approval. If you're going to watch it by yourself, yeah. just go ahead and do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that I think will do it for yeah, us. Yeah, that absolutely yeah. would do it. If you like this uh, episode, if you want to talk about this episode, you can uh, talk to us on Twitter. Our our handle is at RemasteredCast. Uh, we also have a Facebook Yes, uh, you can just search us on Childhood Remastered. We're very uh, responsive to both Twitter and Facebook, and yeah. our old timey email. If you want to do that, email. Yes, if you want to timey by by you wanna, Pony Express. Pony Express. Yeah, you can do uh, Childhood Remastered at gmail uh, If you could rate us five stars on on uh, iTunes, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Also, please comment on iTunes because that helps their algorithm. Absolutely. Yeah find us yeah yeah um we uh we would like to thank john howarth for our intro music the song is called nascent you can get, see a link to that on our website the we rest of the music is great yeah we, you have a link to the whole song uh you can have a link to his soundcloud check him out he's great and uh what else i think that'll do it this episode yeah thank yeah. you very much chris for being as a uh, being here as a guest he's My gonna be pleasure. here for the next one too i think i will be coming back extended got... canadian vacation <laughs> exactly yeah. if you want to get a hold on me on twitter you can get me get uh, get at me at mighty milk me and uh because <laughs> they used to call me milk me as a kid and i, I, I was like i'm rolling with it so <laughs> <laughs> on that note <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Childhood Remastered and until next time this is Sean and Chris and Chris James and this has been your Childhood Remastered we will see you next time <laughs>